Welcome to the One Heart Podcast from Concordia University, St. Paul, where we share the stories at the heart of our CSP community. Greetings, listeners, and thank you for listening to the One Heart Podcast from Concordia University, St. Paul. I'm your host, Billy Schultz. Today's guest is 2003 CSP alumnus Daniel Mueller. Daniel serves as president and CEO of Volm Companies. In this episode, he shares about his time as a student at CSP, his career journey, and Volm's incredible financial gifts to CSP that have supported student scholarships, have opened doors for internships, and have now provided startup funds for a new academic program. With that, I am pleased to bring you Daniel Mueller. Thank you for joining me today, Daniel. Yeah, no problem. It's great to be here. Thank you. Let's get to know you a little bit and your CSP story and your background. Um, what brought you to CSP originally as a student? I know you have some some family connections and, and as a legacy student. Um, how big were those connections in, in fostering that decision or um, were there other factors that came into play? Yeah, so you hint at the family um, and you're right. So my parents both went to CSP. I had aunts and uncles that went to CSP. In fact, at the time, um, I had a couple uncles working there as well, um, one in advancement. Uh, then I had cousins that went on to CSP, both sides of the family, um, and even my sister. And so I hesitate to say that family brought me there, but I always grew up knowing about CSP in the Twin Cities. I grew up in northern Wisconsin, and so you know the Twin Cities is three hours away from where I grew up. So it was a place we would go as a family because we had family there. Um, and, and then my youth pastor at my church, actually, he came through the Concordia system. I think he was maybe Concordia Austin. I can't remember. But because of that, we would do youth group visits to Concordia St. Paul. Um, and yet through all of that, I kind of thought I would ski race or run cross country uh, at a school out west. I kind of wanted to move out west that was always in the back of my mind. Mm. But as the time got closer to make those decisions, I never really took action on anything other than go to CSP. It just, it wasn't inertia, but it was, it was, uh, it just felt right. And so I think too, you know, I was able to run D2 cross country there. Mm -hmm. um, and in, as I matured in high school, what became more and more important to me was the Christian background as well. Mm. So that's kind of a, convoluted roundabout way to say it just kind of happened just happened god god had yeah. plans for you to come to csp and uh obviously uh that that decision was was important for you uh in, in your family life and in your your academic journey um so let's talk about uh, the academic side of csp and uh what did you major in or did you come in uh with kind of a, a, an open mind as far as what you were going to study uh, as a student no, I, I thought that I would go business route right away. I majored in marketing and finance. Mm. At the time, I was naive on thinking that if I major in finance, I would also be working on Wall Street. Um, <laughs> and, and as you start going through the uh, internship looking process, you quickly realize that you needed to be on a different track much earlier on. Um, and so my internship, I actually did in sales with Northwestern mm. Mutual. And it, it kind of allowed for a good well-roundedness of 
I did a finance major, I did a marketing major, and I learned sales on the internship side. So it was a good all-around academic experience. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Uh, did you have involvement in other activities beyond being a cross-country athlete? Uh, what else? Uh, how else did you spend your time as a student? Yeah. So I think that's one of the things that um, made me love Concordia so well. I always joked with my wife that we should just, you know, rent a, a dorm room there in perpetuity so that we could just continue to stay at Concordia. But um, I think it's because of the the options that we had. So yes, I, I ran D2 cross country. Um, I was in choir for two years. One of those was traveling choir. I was an RA and I was also in the student body um, in my senior year. I was the student body president. So oh, Concordia, yeah, Concordia kind of gave me an opportunity to really um, from a student standpoint, well, have fun, but also build up a resume that was pretty well-rounded. So, yeah, it's amazing just the the number of people who comment on that. That being a smaller school affords so many more opportunities to really dip your toes into to everything. For you to be a to be a student athlete uh, in music and student leadership is just uh, another testament to that the opportunities that exist for for students even still today. Yeah, I had a I had a friend that I ran against. Uh, he went and ran at the Wisconsin Badgers, mm-hmm. and I was just right behind him. So somewhere there was maybe a D one school I could have gotten into, but I would have only done running. You wouldn't mm-hmm. have had time for even some of the academics. Um, so yeah, Concordia was was a blessing in that regard. Yeah, for sure. So you you end up graduating. Uh with that double major, if I'm, if I'm understanding right in marketing yep. and in finance, uh, where has your career taken you? What, what's that journey been like, uh, since graduating from CSP? Yeah. So I think it's probably helpful to explain a little bit about our family business has a rule that, or a structure, I should say that you can't come back right away if you're going to be involved in ownership or leadership. Mm. And so it's a three-part structure of um, get some leadership experience somewhere else, not just become a manager, but become a leader somewhere else, work your way up, um, get some form of secondary education. And then the third prong is come back at a mid-level of the company. And uh, we have an outside board of directors that moves you up. Mm. So right away, I had kind of known I wasn't going to be coming back to the family business. And it's a good... I had never felt pressured to either. Um, I had wanted to do my own thing. So I got accepted into, it's called the FDP program, the Financial Development Program at Cardinal Health. They're based Mm. out of Dublin, Ohio. They're actually a Fortune 20 company and mainly pharmaceutical distribution. But I was accepted into their program. Funny enough, they only look at large state schools. So I was interviewing with 300 other candidates, all from you know, Ohio State, um, Michigan State, and then it was just me. Uh, At the time, my cousin had been working at one of their subsidiaries, and he was able to to submit my resume for me. And it was, yeah, and I think it was the the breadth of my resume that actually got me in past a lot of those state schools. Out out of 300, they accepted 30 of us. And it's a program that um, for two years, every six months, they move you around. And then after two years, if you haven't found your own spot, if you haven't kind of proven your worth, you're out, you know, upward or outward. So, so, um, I was in that program for two years and my last year, 
was also the year my wife and I got married and they moved us to Paris for a oh year. Goodness. <laughs> and yeah. And then, um, since my two years was up, I had to find a place. They moved, they, uh, accepted me back at Cardinal health in, in Dublin, Ohio. My wife was teaching, um, Lutheran music at, at a Marysville Lutheran school. And we stayed in contact though with the overseas team and they moved me back to Paris. So my, my experience at Cardinal Health was um, seven years, ultimately moving into the role of international finance director in Geneva, Switzerland. So we lived in, we lived in Paris for three years and Switzerland for two years. Um, and we loved it so much, we thought we might be lifers. Like we thought we're going to stay over here. But we had started having kids. My daughter Annalise was born in Paris. My son Eli was born in Geneva. And it was kind of either we're going to be lifers now or it's time to transition back. Mm -hmm. So without really meaning to, I'd gotten that first part of leadership experience. Um, and then I got accepted into the Dartmouth School of Business. Uh, mm. Well, Dartmouth School of Business is called the Tuck School of Business. So I did two years at Dartmouth getting my MBA. And um, my third child, Isaac, was born in, in New Hampshire then. Oh, wow. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and so... When I got done with my MBA, I had decided, you know, not too many people get to come back to a family business. I would like to. Uh, at the time, my parents had moved out to Idaho. And um, so we moved out to Idaho and I started working for Volm. And uh, now I have one last child that was actually born in Idaho where we live. So, Oh, that's so cool. So, so yeah. Vol Volm is your, your family business uh, that, that now you're back a part of. Um, Tell me about the company's history. Um, how has the company grown and changed uh, throughout the years? And um, kind of what what is the the makeup, the nature of of Volm today, and, and the products you produce, the the market that you're in? Yeah, so Volm is one of those niche businesses that you'll never really know very much about. Um, it started out just as a small little general store in a town of like 50 people just outside of the town I grew up in. My grandfather did that in 1954 as a small general store. And he would drive down to Chicago, Illinois to buy used burlap bags and bring them back up six hours north to resell them to seed potato farmers. Huh. And so he turned that into a small company called Volm Bag Company, just reselling bags to the local farmers and potato growers in Wisconsin. And, um, he had four daughters and a son. They all started to get involved. Well, the son-in-laws and the son started to get involved. So um, at back in 1980, I think my father moved back. He was a youth pastor at the time in, in Michigan. They moved back. He got involved in the business as well. And around then, they decided, well, let's not just resell bags, but let's make bags. Mm. So they got into making bags. Um we expanded our operations to Idaho and distribution. We became 50% owners of a company in the Netherlands because we started to get involved into the equipment side as well. So what Volm okay. is today is a, a one-stop shop for packaging. We, we make bags, we source um, packaging, we make the equipment, we source the equipment, but everything involved in the packaging of fresh produce from when it comes into a shed to when it leaves we want to have the packaging solution and the equipment solution um, for our customers. So today it's grown into our operations are, um, we're doing manufacturing and distribution 
in California, Washington, Colorado, Idaho, um, Wisconsin, and then we have a robotics department in Toronto as well. Wow. So, yeah. So amazing growth over the past, um, gosh, be 70 years. Yeah. Yeah. We're celebrating 70. Today. Yep. Yep. Oh, that's so, that's so wonderful. And, and again, to have that family connection, um, has been such a huge thing. And, um, part of that family connection then, uh, tying back to CSP has been, uh, Vuln being a supporter of our students at CSP over the years. Um, wondering if you can share some of the ways that, that Vuln has been involved in, in, uh, providing opportunities for students and, and supporting the university. Sure. Um, when I came back, I reached out to the advancement department because, I had this idea that I wanted to play some role in helping to develop um, business leaders that are coming out of a Christian education. But I felt like, you know, there's just not a, enough good business leaders coming with a Christian background. Mm-hmm. So I reached out and we said, we'd like to start a scholarship program. And we didn't know what that would look like. But what it's turned into today is um, we try to find an incoming freshman. And as long as they stay on the business track, we follow them through to completion. And so at any one point in time, we actually have five scholarships for students going on the business track. And that then morphed into where in that, I think we pay close to about half of their tuition from what my math says. Um, And then we decide, well, we should do the same thing with with people going into the um, either pre-SEM or some form of, you know, uh, Christian leader uh, program. So we also have five scholarships in going on in the pre-SEM um, youth director track as well. And then most recently, uh, we were the, the funding startup for the Department of Information and Technology, which will be getting going later this year, I believe. So, Yeah, there's lots of growth in that IT area. And I'm, I'm sure in your, your work, you're seeing that need for, for more leaders in that space too, coming from coming from a Christian university. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah. So can you talk more about like why this is important for, I think you personally, as well as, as Volm as a company to, to be investing in these leaders, uh, what, what, uh, kind of distinguishing, uh, the features do you see in these students coming from CSP maybe compared to, uh, other universities or, or, you know, what, what impact do you think that that has on, uh, these future leaders. Yeah, well, at a more at a kind of general sense. So our mission statement at Balm is that we exist to serve and build up our customers, our suppliers, our communities, and each other, guided by the principles of Jesus Christ. Mm. So we have 550 employees, but they all know that that's our mission statement. Whether they, you know, believe the same thing we do or not, we can all get behind. If I could be guided by the principles that this historical figure of Jesus taught, I can get behind that kind of company, right? So our mission statement is to serve all those around us. And since Concordia blessed us so well, um, in a family sense, to us, Concordia is part of our community. And so we have a responsibility, part of our mission statement to, to play a role in that community, to bless it. And at the highest sense, also, you know, the greatest mission statement ever is to go and make disciples, right? To, to mm-hmm. spread the gospel. And so it's important for us to also play a part in that. And, and we see partnering with Concordia as a way of doing that as well. Specific to what we hope the students get out of it, 
um, you know, if, if they're interacting, if they're learning aspects of who this Jesus was and they're taking that into their life, it can only make for a, you know, a more compassionate, a more, um, morally convicted business leader, I think, you know? So. Yeah. I think that that's an important, uh, intangible sort of thing that, um, set CSP apart, right. From, from, uh, secular universities or, um, maybe universities that are less, um, outward about their faith is that, yeah. that intentional exposure to who Jesus is. And, um, yeah, the fact that we don't always think about how, uh, the gospel impacts business, right. I think oftentimes yeah. we kind of hold these things as like very distinct, but I think what you're, what you're saying is that there, there's a close alignment and, and a lot that, that we can gain, um, understanding that these, <laughs> these Christian principles can in, influence business in, in a really positive way. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, a few years ago, you joined the uh, President's Advisory Council and have been part of that group now. Um, what does it mean for you to be part of that group and, and, and um, helping kind of unpack and uh, envision CSP's future? So for me, um, you know, living overseas for, for those years and, and then New Hampshire too, you, you kind of felt a little disconnected from what your past was. Um, so Concordia specifically, and to me, it's been a great way to, to stay connected, to get back to the school every, every six months or so to be on campus, to be interacting with other people who have the same heart for, for helping develop and guide the university. Um, and if I can bring a different point of view, if I can just ask even a, one question during those meetings that might help guide a discussion, um, if I can partner financially, uh, then to me, the pack of the advisor council is a great way to, to give me that avenue of staying connected and of, of helping to guide and direct, um, to ask questions that from my business standpoint or from me living in Idaho, um, and we, we want to get students from elsewhere involved, you know, I can help bring maybe those, those questions that others aren't asking. So. No, that's wonderful. Um, yeah, thank you for your service on the pack and, and, um, thank you for your investment, uh, through, through Volm and CSP students, um, certainly, uh, makes a huge difference, certainly very generous and, and, uh, a great example for, um, for how you uh, individually as well as your company uh, leads leads in a Christ-like way. Um, I'm going to ask one question that I did not uh, provide for you in advance, but just uh, okay. a really uh, a really nice way to close, I think, is to have you think about something that you love uh, about CSP. What what if you could think about like what you love the most about CSP? What would that be? Um, the thing I loved the most about CSP was just the tight knit community that we had there. Um, I was an on-campus student. I think some of that happens when you're on campus, but I think, you know, a lot of my community was not on campus and yet we still, we had that closeness and tightness. And so to me, I don't think, I don't think I see that in many other schools um, that, that people feel like they're part of that together. And uh, yeah, it just felt comfortable. It felt, uh, welcoming and warm and uh and just like a place that i didn't want to leave so 
That's excellent. Thank you again for your time today uh, and for your support of CSP and uh, wish you uh, best of blessings in 2024. Thank you very much. You as well. Thank you for listening to the One Heart Podcast. We invite you to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast and consider sharing with a friend. The views, thoughts, and opinions expressed on the One Heart Podcast are the speaker's own and do not represent the views, thoughts, and opinions of Concordia University St. Paul. The material information presented herein is for general information purposes only. The Concordia University St. Paul name, all forms and abbreviations are property of Concordia University St. Paul, and using them does not imply endorsement of or opposition to any specific organization, product, or service.